Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins is out today. He might be back tomorrow. He's doing okay, by the way. More on Scott in a second. You're watching uh, some updates this morning, and all of a sudden there's breaking news, Mm -hmm. David. And I'm like, wow, what's going on? Well, uh, Joe Biden announced that WNBA star Brittany Griner has been freed from Russia. She'd been in prison there for months on drug charges, and we traded her for a notorious Russian terrorist known as the Merchant of Death, Viktor Bout. You know, I noticed in the NBC coverage, they didn't quite put it in those terms, David. That, that's what that's what he's referred to as, though. He is the Merchant of Death. I mean, this is a guy yes. who sold weapons, Soviet-era weapons and then modern weapons, to uh, to terrorist organizations. I mean, it's pretty remarkable because we have, well, several people still there, obviously. Yeah. But the way it was phrased to the American people was, well, we had no choice. I mean, this was the only thing that Russia was really offering us. We had to take this. Yeah. I don't think you're seeing it that way. No. Well, I'm sorry, but this is not an even trade, okay? I mean, I hope we at least got some draft picks out of this or something. (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, this is like the New York Yankees trading Aaron Judge for the Houston Astros ball boy. <laughs> this is this is not okay. Well, and see, and then what will happen is people will take that, David, as you saying you didn't want Brittany Griner to come no, home. No, I'm thrilled for Brittany Griner. It's not about Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner to me. Not at all. No, but you have to look at these things diplomatically. Yeah. And, okay, what is the even sort of swap here? We're not exactly great negotiators over the last 10 or 12 years, we've noticed. No. With this kind of situation. I'm not talking about Trump, by the way. I'm talking about Big well, O and Biden. Well, when, when what's his name, the, the uh, college basketball players, LeVar Ball's kid, yeah. got arrested in China for shoplifting? Yes. I don't remember us releasing a spy, much less a Chinese terrorist, in exchange for that particular prisoner. No. And I don't remember LeVar Ball being all that appreciative of the president either. No, he wasn't. In fact, I mean, he, he doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on saying, I don't owe him anything. Right. But that was not the case with Brittany Griner's wife. She was no. very appreciative. No. Yeah. So, as by the way, as Joe Biden was uh, talking about this, uh, yeah. he had Griner's wife, Sherelle, by his side. And, well, he went Joe Biden again. What do you mean? Well, he... He didn't remember Sherelle's name. Oh. Well, yeah. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie and, uh, for and her entire family. What's her name? Charlie, apparently. Sherelle, as I understand it, that's her name. But Charlie, but, yeah. <laughs> it changed her name to Charlie. <laughs> You know, it's one of those names. Brittany you know. and for Charlie. Yeah. And uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. <laughs> the thing is, though, and we talked about this a few months ago, what, when this story was developing. Yes. 
you and I think I'm not alone, but I'll, I'll take the kick on this. I was led to believe that there was something just wildly disproportionate about her punishment, about how the Russian government was treating her. And I thought, well, that makes sense. They're trying to use her as a minor celebrity in the United States as mm-hmm. a piece of leverage. And there, there was some leverage, you know, applied, obviously, there. But actually, the punishment that she faced for bringing hash oil into the country mm-hmm. was not unusual. Oh, by the way, you shouldn't take the kick on that. We were all in that boat together. Yeah. I mean, we're just reading the reports, and yes, it was easy to believe that, oh my goodness, because, you know, compared to the United States, how long in jail for this offense? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's your first reaction. You don't know. Well, that's, you know, just standard operating procedure in Russia. For foreigners coming into the country, you can get, you can face serious prison time for even small amounts of weed. I mean, there's a guy uh, from, I think he's from Oakmont, Pennsylvania. He's a teacher who was arrested, and he's serving 14 years now in prison because he had a few grams of medical marijuana on him going into Russia. Wow, man. Yes, that is crazy. And, I mean, you could make the argument, and this isn't a big criticism on Brittany Griner, per se, individually, but if you play pro ball over there Mm -hmm. for a lot of money, and you are one that likes to partake You'd probably know. You know, you don't want to get caught with that stuff there. That's serious freaking trouble. You would think that that person would probably know that. Uh, One thing that probably needs to be recognized, this is a big day for the community, Mm -hmm. according to Don Lemon. Golly, yeah. So Don Lemon and Van Jones were talking about Brittany Griner's release. Uh, You know, not really diving into the fact that Joe Biden swapped her for an actual terrorist. Wow. Wait. It is stunning to me, but anyway, they say you know it's it's a it's a big day for marginalized people in the LGBTQ LMNOP plus community. What? If I would be, I think I would be remiss if we did not mention also the importance this plays for the LGBTQ community. Yes, sir. As we've been talking about black women, this is big. So this is for the LGBTQ community. Glad releasing a statement. Obviously, just I'm summarizing here that they're happy and that shows the the um, struggles and the danger that members of the LGBT community face around the world. But when you look at what is happening with the LGBT community specifically, what is he talking about? Dude, she wasn't arrested for being gay. No. She was arrested for bringing weed into the country. <laughs> what, what? It's a big day for the LGBTQ community. If you're gay, you can now travel to Russia with, with drugs. I don't understand the take. Here um, in the United States. Hold on. I got to go back. He's saying pressures facing in the United States. But when you look at what is happening with the LGBTQ community, specifically here um, in the United States, um, what? what does this say? Does, what, does this bring attention to that? And it shows us, hey, look, we're all Americans. Listen. What are you talking about? No. I, what are you facing in the United States? I, I, I mean, I, if you're trying to crawl into that take, I know that's a scary place, David. What does yeah. that mean? What is he referring to? I guess he's, I guess he's trying to say that in the president's view, if you are gay, you matter. But I also look at it as, in this particular case, apparently, if you're a black lesbian, you matter more than a than a marine who is right. being being held in prison right now on trumped up espionage charges, or a school teacher, or a school teacher. So 
But when you look at what's going on with the LGBTQ plus community in the United States, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's talking about. Like marginalized. What? How? What do you mean? They just go with it without explaining. And here comes Van Jones. Is he going to cry today? Uh, Brittany Griner represents everything in this country. Uh, she's female. She's LGBTQ. She's black. And she's extraordinary. Hey, man, I'm not looking to pick on anybody, but you're forgetting former spousal abuser. And she also has a history. I mean, if this were someone else, okay, that did the same thing that Brittany Griner has done in her past, you'd be sure to point that out. I guarantee you. And she's extraordinary. She's (laughs) excellent. She's overcome. She's she's an icon. She's done everything you can do in her sport and more. And yet she still wasn't safe. Because she brought drugs into Russia. Dude, I mean, I don't know what to say to that other than you are programmed to play victim. No matter what happens at any point in time, you have to be a victim. That's astounding. I mean, that's a comedy routine. So a school teacher from Pennsylvania who goes over to teach English in Russia and has a medical marijuana uh, prescription is sent to prison for 14 years, and he's not, he doesn't even make the list of wrongfully detained prisoners, according to the Biden administration. He, screw that guy, okay? Because we got this WNBA icon. Okay, I would love to be on that set and then say, okay, Van Jones, Don Lemon, without Googling, what team does she play for? Oh, they couldn't tell you. Honestly, I can't tell you. I don't know because I, I don't follow either, the WNBA. Honest. And again, I don't, I don't want this to morph into hatred of Brittany no, Griner. I've got it's nothing not against. That. Her really, I mean, she, the whole you know national anthem thing, I thought was stupid, but that's pretty par for the course with a lot of athletes right now. Um, but the overall situation, this idea that like suddenly we're all supposed to drop everything and thank God that oh this grave injustice has been righted, dude. They sent back a Russian arms dealer who was doing business with people with the express intent of killing American citizens. <laughs> My goodness, That's man. who we gave up. You know what, man? What did, what did he say at the very beginning of this? I don't want to spend too much time on Don Lemon because, what is it, eight people watch this anyway? If I, would be, I think I would be remiss if we did not mention also the importance this plays for the LGBTQ community. Yes, as we've been talking about black women, this is big. Okay, as we've been talking about black women. Okay. <laughs> Because, obviously, Brittany Griner is to be celebrated. Even though there's a checkered past, she's a great basketball player. You look at someone like Winsome Sears, who is a black woman, a decorated veteran, now a state official, with a huge job, an inspiration to so many people. Has CNN ever celebrated her for anything? Well, they've had analysts who say that she's carrying the water for white supremacists. Because her politics are different than theirs. And, you know, I just happened to see Winsome Sears this morning. She was on Fox reacting to the grand jury report about what happened in Loudoun County Schools. You talked about it yesterday, David. Mm -hmm. And we should hear this. We should hear this clip from Winsome Sears because this whole victimhood crap with the likes of Van Jones and Don Lemon, when you have strong black women who are to be admired but won't get the chance in this country because she has the wrong politics in their mind she's not even black yeah 
But she was talking about what happened. You know what? We should probably set this entire thing up, man, because this, if you don't know the story about what happened in Loudoun County or have forgotten, it is crazy of what those officials there allowed to happen. And why did they do it? All apologizing for the LGBTQ community. That's what it was all about. That's how they allowed a rape to happen at their school. It's nuts. So we'll get to that much more. And an update on Robin straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out today. Um, and I just read on Facebook he'll be back tomorrow. I told him if he's not feeling well tomorrow, don't come back. Don't feel any pressure. He went and got a checkup yesterday, had some tests run. It's pretty worn out by it all. Had a change of medications, feeling a little bit different. We told him, yeah, dude, stay home. But as we were talking to him earlier about, hey, man, We'll say whatever you want. Protect your privacy. You already posted on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I just saw it. So yeah, he he thinks he's going to be back tomorrow. But if he's not, I mean, he is doing fine. After his heart attacks, a yeah. lot of people concerned totally understand it. Um, but he is doing fine right now. Okay, David, where do you want to start? Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little off my game from the Don Lemon and Van Jones quote about Brittany Griner and the swap with Russia. We had two other stories to get to. It's so angering. I don't understand it. They're talking about what a huge day it is for the LGBTQ plus community. I don't get it. I guess because people from marginalized communities were at a greater risk of getting caught bringing drugs into Russia. I, I Listen, I'm happy for her family and for her for her, I, I mean, I didn't want to see her in a Russian prison for years. It wasn't that. But, man, the way everyone talks about her in the, all these glowing terms, I don't know of anybody else that would have pled guilty to spousal abuse, domestic violence, seven years ago that wouldn't at least have that mentioned when she's brought up and showered it's, upon with praise. It's, it's actually kind of amazing because Don Lemon was harder on Queen Elizabeth when she died. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> You're absolutely right! Look, you know, the Queen of England had a history of uh, uh, her while the kingdom was... Uh, reparations! That's what should happen. But the Griner represents the best of all of us. Yeah. Who else that has pled guilty to domestic violence would have that said about him? OJ's freaking insane. OJ's out there like, man, I'm going to try to bring weed into Russia. <laughs> then I can get nice things said about me finally. No, he would actually have to identify as a woman. All right. That would help. <laughs> okay, I brought up Winsome Sears. Uh, black woman, uh, military veteran, and just an inspirational person all the way around. Gets no praise from the left. Yeah. Because her politics don't line up with theirs. But this has to do with that whole story out of Loudoun County, yeah. David. Well, a grand jury report on what happened at that school district in Virginia has led to the firing of the superintendent. The situation is not over yet, uh, but this is what happened in Loudoun County. The school district covered up the rape of a girl because her attacker was trans. 
The boy wound up sexually assaulting another girl after being moved to a different school within the district. And the district actually had the victim's father arrested when he raised a fuss about, you know, his daughter being raped at a school board meeting. Uh, well, the rapist was running around. Yeah. So Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears was on Fox News and talked about the scathing grand jury report. Yeah. It is absolutely about time. And thank God we finally know because, you know, the other side, some of these Democrats, they branded us. They said that we were against them. We were we were trying to make political statements on the backs of their children. No. What we now know is that there is an absolute dereliction of duty. The things that happen to our children in these schools should never have happened. But because of their political agendas, they put their our children in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And my God, as a mother, when I watched that father just before mm-hmm. the school board asking what happened to my child and they dragged him away like a dog. Well, mm-hmm. we're not going to have that. We're not going to put up with it. And we need different. And the only way to get different is to vote differently. And that superintendent was let go without cause. So he got a pay raise, and now he's entitled to all of his benefits. Which is unreal. Yeah. Without cause, all the benefits after trying to protect the rapist because he identified as trans. And that girl got raped. $323,000 a year. Uh, This is not, it's not over. The grand jury is still impaneled, so we'll see if anything comes out. But, you know, if if this is why I'm putting in a bill on school choice. Our parents need to be able to decide where their children should go to school. It is not the right of the government. This is the new Brown versus Board of Education fight. This is the new redlining, and we're not putting up with it any longer. It is time. Yes, it is. Yeah, and a lot of places, I mean, it's not a joke to say they're coming for your kids. Mm -hmm. They're coming for your kids. Holy crap, speaking of which, American Girl, the American Girl dolls? Yeah. I remember my daughters loving those when they were little. Sure. Those looked upon rather highly. Um, They've put out a guidebook for girls ages 3 to 12 who might be struggling with body image issues and to ask their doctors about puberty blockers. That's the 12. advice in the little guidebook. Yes. Golly, man. Yeah, there's a huge blowback on this. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> American Girl Dolls. Wow. Okay, much more to get to, including voter suppression in Georgia. It was still voter suppression even after record turnout. <laughs> Next. Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins is out. He's saying he's going to be back tomorrow. He might. It'll be his choice, but he's feeling all right. Okay. There's so much to get to. We yeah. live in an insane world right now. I know. It, it, it does feel like this is a particularly insane day for hot takes. No doubt. One after another. And so we've heard this before, but there it is again in Georgia. Voter suppression. Yes, it's real. Record turnout. People voting. 
But there was still voter suppression. Yeah, record turnout for the general election and for a runoff election within a month of each other. And in spite of, you know, Jim Crow's the the Jim Crow on steroids voting law in Georgia, Mm -hmm. uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked if the Justice Department was going to stop going after Georgia in court, considering the new law clearly did not disenfranchise anyone. Again, the Department of Justice going after Georgia for unfair voting laws. Yes. Record turnout. Yes. Okay, roll it. I'll say this. I'm not going to speak to the Department of Justice uh, legal uh, actions. That's something for them to uh, to speak to. Uh, what I can say, and uh, not not going to get into specifics of your question, but you guys, you all have reported this, that there was uh, suppression. Uh, that uh, You all have reported it. Who reported it? Give me specifics. But that's what she said. I won't give you specifics. Why not? Because there aren't any yeah. uh, that uh, that that we saw that uh, throughout uh, through that throughout the, the Georgia. Very freaking convincing, but and we saw it. Where uh, suppression uh, that uh, that that we saw that uh, throughout uh, through that throughout the, the Georgia election. So that is something that was been reported on. So I leave it to those reports. Uh, but look, reports. even with that, the American people came out. They came out in historic fashion, fashion uh, uh, to make their voices loud and clear. And those people celebrated. They should be celebrated because they overcame great odds to vote. They went and got IDs. They actually <laughs> did it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I I actually did try to find uh, instances of voter suppression. <clears throat> uh, basically, uh, the one that I'm seeing is a college student at Georgia State. Uh, she was a first-time uh, voter in Georgia, writing a guest piece in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, saying okay. that it was hard for her to go vote because it was the first time she had to vote. But uh, it... Was it the new Georgia voting law that made it difficult or change of address? So, uh, yeah, after driving an hour from my dorm at Georgia State, I arrived in my hometown of Covington and waited in a sea full of eager voters. The line slowly inched forward. After two hours, I finally cast my vote uh, for the U.S. Senate runoff election. Okay. And I'm, I'm actually... Is that suppression? If that is, then uh, Carrie Lake's actually got a great case in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> if we're true. going to equally apply the standards of what is and isn't voter suppression, I mean, having, what, 20% of your voting machines going down <laughs> or the tabulators going mm-hmm. down, creating long, long lines in Maricopa County, that would qualify as voter suppression, wouldn't it? Well, compared to what the standard is right now from Karine Jean-Pierre, I would say yes, But I, absolutely. Waiting two hours in line, though, I, I still don't know that that is actually true because when I was following the updates, you know, Georgia actually posts what the wait times are at different polling locations. Now, I don't know about her specific town. I was looking more in the Atlanta area, but the lines were not that long. People were kind of going in and out and... Maybe you're waiting like half an hour or 40 minutes. I'm sure there are uh, some examples where I guess it was over an hour, but... Were they hydrated? Right. (laughs) There's no water. No water. We will overcome! 
Yes, and they did. This, this but college, there was still voter suppression. This college student actually claims that when she voted, somebody asked her, is this your first time voting? And she says yes. And no joke, she writes in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the room erupted in applause. <laughs> they applauded me for my resilience. Okay. I bet that happened for sure. And that doesn't sound made up at all. <laughs> Did they give you our participation trophy too? <laughs> they that actually, says I voted? They actually made me senator because of my resilience of waiting in line. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, it's that time of day. It's time for What's Your Story? Let's do this. Okay. As we go through stories every day, something, and it may not be the biggest story of the day, but jumps out at you. And what's your story today, David? No, it jumps like, out at you. I like this. It's kind of uh, inside baseball with journalism, but I think it is funny. The Associated okay. Press, they do a style guide that uh, many newsrooms, most newsrooms actually follow uh, to talk about grammar issues, spelling issues, how you spell things out in print versus online, and et cetera. Uh, they have decided now that news writers should not use the term late-term abortion because, in their words, late-term abortions don't happen. Yes, they do. No, they, no, they don't, Jamie, because, listen, now most people, again, understand late-term abortion. If I were to say, Jamie Markley, what do you, what do you consider a late-term abortion? Well, the first thing I think of is, like, eight months, nine months, or, like, last trimester. Yeah. That most people generally think somewhere in the third trimester. Where most places in the world, that's illegal. Yeah. Uh, now they say, do not use the term late-term abortion. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists defines late-term as 41 weeks through 41 weeks and six days of gestation, and abortion does not happen in this period. Well, then why, then why are Democrats so gung-ho against you know, certain infanticide laws from being passed? It's a great question. If, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't happen, again, I mean, <clears throat> abortion in the third trimester is actually very, very rare. It is rare compared. But that's also why it's so bewildering to me why you wouldn't want to have some sort of restriction on it if you're a Democrat. Uh, but instead, you don't use the term late-term abortion. Use the term abortion later in pregnancy <laughs> if a general term is needed. But be aware that there are varying definitions of this time period involved, be specific when possible. <laughs> you see, if you use the term late-term abortions, it mm -hmm. actually makes liberals uncomfortable because then they actually have to admit that they're killing viable babies. Yes. And I think we've talked about it a hundred times on the show. That's the conversation that they never want to have. Because all you have to do is look at the polling, yeah. the American people. And they're upside down on that one. Okay. Um, well, for my story today, we're going back to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Did you know Republicans want troops to die? I heard this. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Okay, so the military vaccine mandate, which well, should be stopped. And there are a lot of Democrats that agree with Republicans on that. Not Joe Biden and the administration, but White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre um, lied about this bipartisan agreement. 
while defending the vaccine mandate yesterday. How do you defend that? Well, listen right here. Just to be very, very clear here, what we saw, what uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake what we saw, uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. Do you have any facts to back that up? No. Do you have any science? No. Because it's not in your favor. There is no science to back that up. Okay, why, David, are they continuing to go down this road? Probably. Instead of just saying, hey, listen, at the time, we thought this was best practice. Okay, now that we have the information, uh, we got to change the policy. Yeah. Because that's what we do in light of new information. And people would still say, well, you didn't have to do this. The science was already there. There would be blowback to that. But that seems more acceptable to me than just outright lying. One thing that immediately comes to mind, I know that there are a lot of people who say, well, there's some money exchanging hands between Pfizer, the Defense Department, Mm -hmm. and and there may be some truth to that. One thing to me that comes to mind is liability. In that if the White House were to endorse dropping this vaccine mandate, then they might open themselves up to liability for the soldiers and personnel who have lost their jobs for this. They, you know, they, they may actually have to not only give people back pay, but actually uh, maybe even give them more to avoid certain litigation. Because then you'd be admitting that this policy was harmful. So if you have Democrats in Congress actually being able to do your dirty work, then it doesn't matter. Then you can say, well, we defended this to the better, the better end, but Congress spoke. I don't know, man. I mean, at some point in time, people are going to understand the real facts. And I think that most people do. But again, we talk about the amount of people in the United States that will only get their news from certain sources. And so they may believe exactly what she's saying on the vaccine mandate and that it's just not safe. It's more harmful to go without vaccination for these young, a lot of times young men than getting the vaccine. That's why they stopped doing it in a lot of countries, especially for men under the age of 40. But I'm guessing a lot of people in the United States don't even know that. No. Man, oh, man. It was interesting. I heard a conversation yesterday between... Jesse Kelly and Megan Kelly, not related. And Jesse Kelly was making the point that he is in the news cycle every day, just as Megan Kelly would be, just as you are, David. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's hard to then convince, say, your neighbor, who is just a regular working American that's got a lot of stuff going on with family. You're going to this, you're going to that. You have a little time to pay attention to news, but not a lot of time. And you're going to try to convince that person you cannot trust the CDC anymore. You can't trust the FDA. You can't trust the White House. You can't trust NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC. You certainly can't trust big tech. And the point is, you'd sound like a loon to that person. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, that sounds a little crazy. But all of that's true. But who has the time to pay attention to it all? Yeah. And I think that's one of the frustrating things that, you know, if you're listening to us right now, you know what's going on. I mean, I'm not 
you know, patting ourselves on the back. We inform you. No, you know what's going on. Yeah. But you also know plenty of people probably in your circle that really don't know what's going on, and they think you're kind of kooky. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the example that I, I give all the time, not that everything comes back to this, but how many people actually believe that if you were to go deer hunting with an AR-15 <laughs> and shoot a deer, you would cut the deer in half? There are people who believe that. There are people yes. who literally believe that a uh, that a bullet fired from an AR-15 is so powerful that it explodes bones and liquefies organs inside your body. Yes, and that is a- and if you tell them, well, one people do actually go deer hunting with uh, with ARs. It's getting a little bit more popular as the years go on. But in some states, <clears throat> with the most common cartridge, you can't shoot with it. Because it's not an ethical kill, right? The two two three round is too small. It, it it you know you you run the risk of giving needless suffering to the deer. It you know what else? <laughs> we don't even have to imagine. Remember when they did the study of people that watch legacy media, mm-hmm. and they asked the question: How many white police officers yeah. shoot and kill unarmed black men? Okay, do you remember the numbers? That were said? Oh, yeah. Uh, on the left side of the spectrum, it was anywhere from 100 to 1,000. And a few people thought it was 10,000. Yeah. Now, that was small, but there were a lot that thought it was 1,000 a year. Yeah. That particular year, it was 14. Yeah. But even people that watched Fox and CNN, like, like had you know a bit of variety in their news gathering, still thought it was around 100. Mm-hmm. It's insane, man. And so, yeah, it's it's hard to convince people that all this crap is going on, but it is. Um, don't know what you thought of this story. Apple is planning the new encryption system to ward off hackers and protect iCloud data. FBI not happy with that. So we'll get to that. And then Forbes has their list of the 100 most powerful women. Who does that include? It's all coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out today. I think he'll be back tomorrow. He's doing all right. Did see this story about Apple. And I wonder with this information coming out, you know, Apple is taking a little PR hit in the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, they're helping out uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, yeah, they are. And, well, people are upset about that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that use Apple products upset about that. And then comes the news. Well, Apple does plan on a new encryption system that would ward off hackers and protect their iCloud data. It's all about, hey, we want to protect you, the consumer, right? FBI not all that happy about it. And part of the story I was reading from Fox Business, and I remember this, man. They didn't help the FBI when it came to the mass shooting in California back in, was that 2015? The, I believe so, the San Bernardino shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People are like, okay, so you wouldn't help them out, but you're going to help out the Chinese yeah. Communist Party. So what they're saying is, no, we are dedicated to our users and making sure that they don't get hacked, and we're going to make, you know, 
darn sure that we're protecting your iCloud data as well. Yeah, and of course, you know, the people designing it work for the Communist Party. <laughs> I just made that up, by the way. I don't know that to be true, but it feels true, doesn't it? It does. I mean, and I want to believe the reports that we talked about earlier this week where Apple said, yeah, we're going to move some of the manufacturing out of China. Yeah, we got to we got to make plans to do that. So we'll see. As an Apple user, you feel any better about that or are you just rolling your eyes? No, I'm just kind of rolling my eyes. I don't trust anybody. But if the FBI is mad, I'm on Team Apple. <laughs> right now, yes. Um, and maybe we'll have a little bit more time for this uh, later. The Time Magazine, uh, what is it, Most Powerful Women? Rihanna, Taylor yeah. Swift is on that list. Vice President Kamala Harris, third. She's Melinda third? Gates. Melinda Gates is sixth. <laughs> yes, Kamala is third. Yes, Kamala is third. <laughs> yeah. The president of the European Commission was number one, by the way. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out again today. He didn't post on Facebook. He plans on being back tomorrow. Talked to him this morning. He's feeling good. More on that a little bit later. Uh, boy, there was big news this morning. Yeah. I mean, you had the Today Show, Good Morning America. They had to interrupt. I know. For it's, a special news bulletin. Well, it was the first WNBA trade in history that made headlines. That is true. That's a, that's a line I stole from uh, Blaine Crane with the Daily Wire, by the way. I just thought that was really good. That's a good line. Uh, Brittany Griner, WNBA star, uh, freed from Russian prison. She's been held there since, what, February of this year on drug charges because she had hash oil yep. with her uh, when she was trying to enter the country. And apparently that actually the sentence that she got, nine years, is not all that unusual. For foreigners who have been caught bringing drugs into the country, but apparently this was like the thing that needed to get done, and I'm happy for her and her family. I'm with you, man, and I'm glad that you brought that up because until you told me that, David, I didn't know that about Russia. I think I was under the same yeah. impression of a lot of people, like, "Wow, that seems excessive." No, but but we are also, or I, I will say this: it's not really about Brittany Griner, but. The fact that Joe Biden gave up a literal warlord, a drug runner, a guy who provided weaponry to terrorist organizations who wanted to kill American citizens and soldiers, mm -hmm. I think that's a disgrace. That's a slap in the face. I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, the first thought you have, I think, for a lot of people is, well, this was a, quote, win for Joe Biden with his base. Yeah. Not for America. No, it's not. And again, that's nothing against Brittany Griner. No, the the world is in, is significantly more dangerous now than it was. Uh, I guess they made this deal technically a week ago. They were just working out the particulars. Okay. But the world is significantly more dangerous now for Americans traveling abroad. Yes. 
I would agree with that. Um, I mean, and I agree with that because I've had, you know, different people talk about that, that you trust, that know of such things. Well, I mean, I mean, you give Not up. Not that a, I don't take your word for it. You give up a literal terrorist for a WNBA player who got caught bringing weed into the country or hash oil into the country. Right. I mean, yeah. that, yeah, what message does that send to anybody else who's, uh, who is thinking, hey, we could probably get a get one of our guys freed? Especially because this guy's going to go right into the battlefield in Ukraine. Where well, hold pump- on a second. Usually when we trade terrorists, they just get the nice little house and just live their quiet life. <laughs> they don't go back to the trade. Oh, wait, of course they do. No, no, it's like we're spending tens of billions of dollars now on fighting Russia and Ukraine, and we just, we just gave them their gun dealer back. But we got Brittany Griner in exchange, and that's a win <laughs> okay. for Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden uh, talked about it a little bit this morning. Here's, here's part of what Joe had to say. Okay. She endured mistreatment in a show, at a, in a show trial in Russia with characteristic grit and incredible dignity. She represents the best America, best about America. It is across the board, everything about her. Everything about her. Okay, I don't even want to get into this, but that's hard to take, man. It's one thing, this is a crappy deal all the way around, but then this sort of celebration of Brittany Griner, yeah. I don't know what her life is like now. I'm just comparing it to anybody else that's been on a public stage that has a history of, well, pleading guilty to domestic violence. That's usually mentioned whenever you're going to wax poetic about somebody i know they've had their issues in the past that's probably the nicest thing you could say but there's no mention of that at all but i mean that's a fact that was seven years ago and then there was the nasty battle with her ex-wife about child custody or not child custody but child support uh because they decided to have a baby but it was babies it was twins and then Brittany Griner said, well, if it's actually, you know, children that were, uh, what's the proper use of that? If it was actually not her ex-boyfriend that got her pregnant, she actually got pregnant at the clinic, then I'll pay. But I want to test and I want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the way that whole thing went down. And then a court said, yeah, you got to pay. I don't know of anybody else that would go through something like that that doesn't have any of it mentioned after a day like today, but only say, what was it he just said? She represents the best America, best about America. It is across the board, everything about her. Hey, we all love a redemption story. Okay. Yeah. But you, to not mention what's been in her past, man. This is hot off the heels of a Senate race in Georgia where we were talking about uh, 20-year-old allegations of paying for abortions with Herschel Walker. Yes. I mean... Yeah. Kind of crazy, man. And then she didn't want to pay the amount because the kids were born prematurely and there was more cost. And she's like, I'm not paying anymore. The court said, yes, you are. And again... She represents the best America... (laughs) Best about America. It is across the board. Of course, yeah, sure. I'd never heard that. Did she really do that? Like, the kids were defective, so I'm not paying more? She wanted to see the test. And then, this was from the Sporting News. Um, what was the ex's name? Glory Johnson. They ended their brief marriage, uh, but after Johnson found out she was pregnant. She gave birth to twin daughters last fall, but the babies were born four months premature and still require extensive medical care. Um... 
And then it was earlier in the month that she agreed that she would pay. Um, was that $2,500 a month beginning May 1st? But before that, she had fought it. Saying, nah, mm-hmm. what I agreed to before is what I'll pay. Wow. And so the ex-wife was saying, hey, wait a second. Man. There's a lot of extra medical cost because they were born prematurely. Nah. <laughs> but then the court said, no, you're going to pay this amount now. Yeah. Wow. So, that's, yeah, that's how that went down. Yeah. And meanwhile, you got Paul Whelan, a businessman and Marine, still rotting in a Russian prison on trumped-up espionage charges. He's been in jail since 2018. Uh, and you have a teacher from Pennsylvania who's serving, what, 14 years for bringing medical marijuana into Russia. And they're not good enough to swap for a warlord but or a terrorist who supplies warlords, I should say. But Brittany Griner, she represents the best of America. <laughs> and what was it? Biden said, that. well, this, this was not a choice. Right. What do you mean it's not a choice? <laughs> I don't understand that. We pl- hear that. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance earlier this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. We remain in close touch with Paul's family, the Whelan family, and my thoughts and prayers are with them today. They have to have such mixed emotions today. Oh, no, they're bummed. It's not mixed emotions. They are heartbroken. Yeah. Because there was a a thought, at least, that maybe they could get him out. It's like if you're trading the terrorist away, this Victor Bout, if you're trading him away, Mm -hmm. surely you can get something else other than just one basketball player well the other thing is you could make the argument that if the trade was for paul whalen there would still be people saying russia got the best of that deal absolutely but with Brittany griner it's not even close yeah did you see micah parsons with dallas cowboys you told me about it. I hadn't heard it before this, but this is an all-timer, man. So, so he, he tweets out one. He responds to the photo of uh, Joe Biden uh, speaking on the phone, I guess, with Brittany Griner uh, alongside Brittany Griner's wife. And he says, we still ain't voting for you. And then... That's Parsons? Yeah. He's probably going to be the defensive player of the year, too. Yeah, Micah Parsons then says, wait, nah, we left a Marine? Hell nah. <laughs> And then I'm sure his agent saw the Twitter backlash and <laughs> forgot that he plays on America's team and said, you got to clean this up. And an hour later, he tweeted, my last tweet was no shot at Brittany Griner. I'm super happy she's back home, as she should be. I just have family who have served, and it's crazy to me the president wouldn't bring him home, too. I'm the furthest thing from a Trump supporter, but I'm not a fan of Biden either. Well, that wasn't good enough for the Twitter mob. So the agent is just like, all right, I'm going to write this for you, okay? Listen to this. This okay. is the progression. It started off. This whole all thing right. started off this morning with, wait, nah, we left a Marine hell nah. And now, just spoke to some people that I respect and trust. I should have been more educated on the topic and not tweeted out of emotion for my family and others who have served. For that, I apologize. Also, if what I'm told about the attempts to bring retired Marine Paul Whelan home are true, then the best outcome was accomplished. I pray Mr. Whelan comes home, but I'm extremely happy for Brittany and her family. I am not too prideful to admit when I've made a mistake. Wow. Someone else wrote that for him. Yes. 
And See, just, Micah, this is going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars in endorsement money. But I don't even which think means it money would. for me. I don't even think it would. Come on, Micah, you, you you're better than that. You don't have to apologize. I don't think so either. But if you got an agent saying, "Hey, yeah. man, all these company, this ESG stuff, man," you you say something like this is going to cost you thousands, man. I did I did think it was pretty funny though. What was trending alongside his name on Twitter today <laughs> was what pass Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, to a lot of us, that that's like a compliment and kind of funny. Yes. But I know the, the left actually thinks that's some, like, sick burn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. That is pretty funny. You know what my whole takeaway from that is? What's that? Left the Marine there? Hell nah. Yeah. <laughs> N-A-H, right? Yep. Yes. How about that, Cowboy? Yeah! <laughs> Good job, Micah. Yeah! Yes. Uh, and other news out there, I don't know if you saw this out of the Wall Street Journal. Um, well, Saudi Arabia, they're too, doing pretty well right now economically with the oil. Uh, they have a surplus of cash, like $27 billion, and the government is spending $47 billion now more than planned because they are making so much bank. Because people are coming to them saying, how about some of that oil? You know who they just been meeting with Who's doing that? deals? China. Ah, yeah. Well, there you go. And Biden went over on bended knee. Come on, you could do this for us, right? Huh? Little deal. Said, Nah, I don't think so, Joe. Nah, we're not. We're not going to do that. Okay. You know it's that time of year. Uh, most search people on Google, movies, TV shows, songs. We should get to all of that. Also, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. What exactly does that mean? And what's her reaction to all that? Get to that much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He should be back tomorrow. He had posted on Facebook he expects to be back tomorrow. He had some tests done yesterday and got put on some different medications. Said, yeah, I don't care. Talk about that. Uh, he was just feeling a little off. David texted him, stay home. Are you crazy? Yeah. Take a day off. Relax. So that's not easy for Scott to do all the time. No, it's you know not. Scott. Um, and I encouraged him, hey, man, if you need to take tomorrow, do it, dude. I want to be there. I hate not being there. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> but you have the time. You can take it. So I'll leave that up to him. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. Is this much about nothing, David? Is there something here? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I think it is kind of significant that Democrats have joined in this. I mean, it was a bipartisan uh, forwarding of whatever complaint it is, not really sure what it is. I had heard something about the Met Gala or something like that, where the whole tax the rich uh, dress that she was wearing. I don't know. I I, I don't think it'll really uh, really go anywhere. Although, you know, if I'm writing the book on this, I think Democrats right now are recognizing that even though they did better in the midterms than a lot of people expected. They see the data saying that 
Americans actually have shifted more to the right away from them, maybe this is a warning shot to AOC to keep a lower profile, maybe. Yes. You're killing our brand. We can bring you yes. down. Yes. That's what I wonder, too. Like, listen, getting too big here. You're not mm -hmm. good for our party. You better rein it in and do that pretty quickly. I don't know, man. You know, watching it all unfold. And, you know, she is, you know, speaking out. I take this all very seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's her sort of brand is being one of the people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which sure. I, I, you know, lack of self-awareness, I think, is certainly in play there. Um, Google's most searched people of 2022. Does anybody come to your mind? Do you think back at the last year? I thought, honestly, it would be the time person of the year. Zelensky. Yeah, Zelensky. That wasn't the most searched. Oh. Uh, Brittany <laughs> Griner. No. You're just going to laugh, man. Johnny Depp. <laughs> That trial captivated people. It's a big story, man. It was. Uh, second was Will Smith. Yeah. With the slap. Yeah. So Amber Heard, then third. Antonio Brown, fourth. Oh, boy. The yeah. wide receiver. Talk about a guy who's really fallen on some hard times with mental health issues. Holy cow. No doubt. And then fifth. This was surprising to a lot of people. Carrie Lake. Wow. Candidate in Arizona for governor. People just curious, I guess. Yeah. Could be both sides. And then they break it down by actors, so no surprise. It was Johnny Depp, Will Smith, Amber Heard, Chris Rock, and then Julia Fox. I'm guessing you've never heard of Julia Fox, right? I have never heard of Julia Fox, no. She was searched so much because she was briefly Ye's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Now I remember. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you go to sports teams. This also surprising when you're just talking about searches for the year. Because who would you guess if you had to guess one? Uh, Tom Brady. Teams. Sorry, I didn't oh, specify teams. that. Oh, uh, I'd probably guess the Yankees. Right? That's what I would think. No, it was the Phillies. Wow. Guess what that run. And then the Celtics, Warriors, the Bengals, who made it to the Super Bowl, and then the Rams, because they also made it yeah. to the Super Bowl. Um, something else, man. I don't know we don't have time to get into this right now. But in Illinois, this no-cash bail, where it's failed everywhere, mm -hmm. and the governor, Pritzker, trying to get that done. Yeah. Well, you Do know. they know what's going to happen? Yeah, and they don't care. The destruction is the point. That's what they want to do. They want to make sure that crime and criminals are allowed to run rampant. It's unreal, dude. More on that later. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story today, David. Uh, to me, it is that the Biden administration swapped a Russian terrorist for a WNBA player. Yes. And again, I just... And man, you know what the reaction is going to be? Well, people on the right are unhappy that Brittany Griner's coming home. Not, well, if it means actually releasing a arms dealer who was providing weapons to people who wanted to kill American soldiers and citizens. Yeah, I am mad about that. I don't want to see her in a Russian penal colony. Of course not. But, but the pressure on the Biden White House to bring Brittany Griner home was so intense, yeah. David. Mm -hmm. Unreal. 
Okay. Oh, it's another story you got to hear. A high school official is bragging about letting kids play with sex toys in front of him. All coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins out, and maybe back tomorrow, depending on how he's feeling. All right, David, news update. Someone has spoken. Yes, uh, former President Donald Trump has posted on Truth Social about Brittany Griner uh, being swapped for an international arms dealer from Russia. Okay. Um. And he writes, what kind of deal is it to swap Brittany Griner, a basketball player who openly hates our country, for the man known as the Merchant of Death, who is one of the biggest arms dealers anywhere in the world and responsible for tens of thousands of deaths and horrific injuries? Why wasn't former Marine Paul Whelan included in this totally one-sided transaction? He would have been let out for the asking. What a stupid and unpatriotic embarrassment for the USA. <laughs> well, man, that's the, that's the first post on Truth Social that he's made in a few days that I can 100% say yes. Yes, Mr. President. David! I'm just, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yes, that, that, it is. It's really not about Brittany Griner, but it's like you're, you're letting an international terrorist out for a basketball player. Yes. Thank you, David. It doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. And, it, you know, you feel like you got to say it every time. It's not like you didn't want Brittany Griner to come home. It's not that. It's that you have to think of it in terms of diplomatic relations and what kind of swaps you're going to make. Well, basic transactions. I mean, come on. Yes. This dude who was supplying weapons to terrorist organizations around the world with the express intent of killing Americans both uh, civilians and military. We swapped that guy for Brittany Griner, who, who is, thought it was beneath her to stand for the national anthem. Yes. And again, we don't need to go down in this rabbit hole again. It's crazy when you have Biden out there talking about she represents the best of America with her checkered past, mm -hmm. leaning guilty to domestic abuse and then not wanting to pay child support, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just a little tough to take. And that's, again, not to say you don't want that person to come home and not spend the rest of her life or 10 years, whatever, in a Russian jail. It's not that. It's the bigger picture aspect of the whole thing. Right. Which is nuts. So that's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> the Trump thing. Man, I was waiting for somebody to bring up the fact that, it, well, is she going to stand for the national anthem now? Right. She better. And that's exactly what Trump alluded to in that. Meanwhile, this story is nuts. We say it all the time. This is truly yeah. crazy out of Chicago. Yeah, and I, I, I want to preface this by saying you are going to hear maybe uh, some unsavory language. Not, not, not exactly curse words. No, but they're, adult themes and topics are discussed. Yes. Uh, I just want to give that fair warning if you have kids in the car, something like that. that this is the cue, okay? Uh, Project Veritas has this stunning new video out 
they went undercover and they talked to the dean of students at a high-end private school in Chicago. This is Joseph Bruno with the uh, Francis W. Parker School. Talking like $40,000 a year tuition. When I heard that, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and he talked about what he did with kids, uh, high school age kids. Well, I guess upper middle school into high school aged kids during Pride 18, Month. Yeah, yeah, during their Pride Week, right? Yeah. And so the way they do that, it's like undercover, just having this conversation. And this is what the dude says: During Pride, we do a Pride Week every year, and I had um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. The kids are just playing with them, they're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While well, I'm sitting there. No big complaints? No. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No. It's queer sex. They're like, how do you, how does this butt plug work? How do we do, like, how does this work? Um... So, yeah, that's a really, like, cool part of my job is I don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, don't, don't call them groomers, though. <laughs> no, I, seriously, I, you hear people defending. The school is defending him, by the way, at least la- at last check. They put out a defending statement. Defending him? Yeah, they put out a statement saying, uh, we are writing, these are two parents, we are writing to let you know that one of our employees, while at a conference last week, was targeted by a right-wing fringe group of individuals that seeks to undermine and manipulate diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work in schools. Is he now? It's D-E-I-B now? They just keep adding letters to everything, don't they? Of course. Never <laughs> ends. Uh, anyway, uh, this evening, the group showed up outside the school and attempted to confront and ambush this employee with aggressive questions. A handful of students and family members were present. This incident is very upsetting, and we stand in full support of our employee. We have put additional security measures in place, and we will notify the community should there be any additional activity from this group regarding the school or our employee. We advise members of our community not to engage with any organization that fits this general profile. So they confirmed it was real. It's true. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, those, those no facts denying it. are not in dispute. And you have all these people defending this guy saying, well, this is just about, you know, teaching kids about themselves and their bodies. Dude, put that in any other context. If you found out that your kid's youth pastor was handing out sex toys and talking about best practices with them, you'd call the cops. Of course you would. Any situation like that. You think that's okay? I mean, obviously it's indoctrination. But then to not say, that guy's fired. Okay, we apologize, blah, blah, blah. But to double down and defend him. The one part of the questioning with the undercover part um, was, you know, something alluding to, well, what about the parents? Do you tell the parents? Uh, there's no need. They'd love it, Yeah. according to this guy. I don't know about that. I can't imagine that. That's what you want your kid learning about? At 14 years old, 15, it doesn't even matter, all through high school? Holy smokes, man. And that's the thing. You know, I think yesterday we had some crazy story and made the comment, yeah, you got to get your kid out of public school if you can. If you don't, if your kid doesn't go to a public school that, you know, there are some certainly way better than others. But it's not just 
the public schools that this is happening in. We've learned that time and time oh, yeah. again. But at least it, if it's happening in a private school, you find out about it, you have an yes. option. You can you get do. you can you can move more easily. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to the follow-up stories on that yeah. to find out what parents are really thinking. Dude, tell me if you had to imagine how many of those parents are going to be incredibly upset. I think I think probably most of them, but then I wonder if it's not a situation where, you know, if you have a if you have a school, a private school that's $40,000 a year, it's probably very cliquish. And I, you know, I don't know this particular school, so I do wonder if there are people who would be afraid to say anything because they want to be part of the in group or in crowd. Because we've seen that play Gosh, out before. Dang. Yes, we have. I mean, remember uh, the elections last year in Virginia, one of the things we heard time and time again with people voting in school board races was a lot of them didn't want to speak up about what their kids were learning because they were afraid of what their neighbors might think or what, you know, they, they were afraid of being branded as like this right-wing bigot instead of saying, hey, don't hand out sex toys to my kid. And tell them how to use plugs and whatever else. That's insanity. Holy mackerel. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. When, how did we get to this point? It, I, you know what? I was just thinking that. If this, is, if this story comes out 10 years ago. That guy's in jail. That's on the Today Show, isn't it? Like this yes. private school, especially because it's like an upper-end, high-end yes. private school in Chicago. Yes. And they're like, well, at this private school, this is what the dean of students was doing. It would be on the Today Show. It would be this. It would be a national conversation about this perv handing out sex toys to minors. So how did we get there? I think it's a whole lot of things all at the same time. Mm -hmm. But people on the far left have learned how to shame people oh, yeah. into being cowards and not speaking out. And, and there are so many people that just want to get along with people. I don't I don't want to, you know, ruffle feathers. I, I don't want to create controversy. I don't like conflict. We're at the point where you just have to stand up for what's right. Yeah. Take the bruises. Because this is absolute insanity. Holy smokes, man. Okay. Here's some good news. Um, switching gears, and this is a little in the weeds. I'll just speak in my regular tone uh, just because this is the way I understand it. Vanguard, big money group. Oh, They're yeah. up there with BlackRock. Okay. They're no longer going to participate in the Net Zero Asset Managers Initiative. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? They're dropping out of the climate initiative of being, you know, net zero emissions by 2050 or sooner and so what that means is basically they're reacting a lot of people think this they're reacting because officials in the state of texas announced a hearing over asset managers purported mismanagement of taxpayer dollars driven by these ideological motives and last week you had multiple uh multiple attorneys general filing motions yeah. with the federal energy regulatory commission seeking to prevent Vanguard from purchasing shares in publicly traded utilities out of the concern that their climate efforts would raise energy prices and decrease grid reliability. Yeah. So they realized, Vanguard did, that their entire business model could be at stake if they didn't stop coordinating with other members to drive up energy costs. That's what the executive director of Consumers Research said. 
So they feel like they've, in his words, struck a serious blow to the anti-consumer ESG agenda, which is good. Florida's done this. Yeah. Well, and and Texas was the first to do it a while back to divest in uh, uh, asset management companies that were following ESG practices, which is the social credit score. Yep. And this is one of those things you ask the question, why are so many corporations latching onto these far-left causes? And the reason is because there's a lot of money in it, not from their customer base, but from investors and people mm-hmm. who will be able to make them more money if they follow the rules of the leftist playbook. I think now, kind of like with this gender ideology nonsense that's happening in schools, the left has gone too far, and people are way more open-minded about pushing back against it because they realize there's more of us than there are of them. Bro, you made a great point, and it probably needs to be talked about more. Even though the midterms were a huge disappointment mm-hmm. for a lot of people in America, there was a lot of good news out of that in local races, oh, in school yeah. boards. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, there, there, is, there is more of a wave than what people realize, and a lot of that's on the local level, and that is good news. There was one other thing I wanted to get your take on because this has made the rounds a bit. And it was a manager at an Olive Garden in Overland Park, Kansas. And people are saying, yeah, this person was insane, okay, because they implemented their own sort of sick day policy, and they got fired for it, this manager. Um, She started by saying call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate, okay? So she sends this to all the employees. From now on, if you call off, you might as well go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you're sick, you need to prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in to prove it to us. If it's a family emergency and you can't say, um, too bad, go work somewhere else. If you want morning shifts, too bad, go work at a bank. Said if anyone calls out more than once in the next 30 days, you won't have a job. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. People are like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's really I don't think that's legal. It's not legal. They don't they don't have to they don't have to compensate you for days off, but yeah. Yes. But you know, talk to people that manage yeah. restaurants and other places of business. It is dude, the whole atmosphere out there right now is i'll call in what what's going to happen you're going to get fired you just go somewhere else so you just call in when you don't want to go you're not feeling it you don't call in dude you didn't grow up that way you're a millennial this is new like within the last you know five to ten years yeah you got to do something about it i'm not saying yeah bring your dead dog in well i don't i don't know if I've I've had Olive Garden before, and I think that bringing the dead pet in has been part of the recipe for quite some time. Oh my gosh! See, that was unnecessary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Olive Garden. That's fancy eating. Later in the show, Nimrods of the News brought to you by Olive Garden. Well, that's <laughs> cash now. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. Okay, <laughs> Notre Dame. Did you hear the latest the controversy on abortion and professors? You got to hear this straight ahead.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out today. I think he'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to see this story at Daily Wire. So the president at Notre Dame University has disavowed professors who promoted abortion. Did that in the Chicago Tribune. Okay. And so as I'm just reading the story, you know, he's talking about professors Tamara Kay and Susan Osterman um, saying during the last 50 years, this is what the professors wrote, lies and intentional misinformation have dictated abortion health policy in the United States. Abortion has been demonized and characterized by utter falsities. It goes on and on and on. And so the professor or the president of the university talked about the lies that they told and said he disavowed it. Yeah. Okay. And so there's been some blowback on that. But then the next question I have is, okay, you are a Catholic institution. You know the Catholic Church's stance on abortion. Yeah. Why not fire them? <laughs> I mean it. Why? Imagine if this was a Muslim school. I can't believe that the teachers would still have a job, would they? If you had to guess? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what they teach. I mean, there, there's room for disagreement, but I understand why the head of a Catholic institution would come out and just say, well, no, we disagree with that. We disavow with that or disavow that. Yeah, I say uh, fired. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy. That just seems a little nuts to me. And we have another, <laughs> another take today, because if you hadn't heard the news, Brittany Griner, who was in jail in Russia uh, for weed, got swapped out uh, for a terrorist. She is to be celebrated. Does yes. anyone know her past at all? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out today. He's feeling better today. Thinks he'll probably be back tomorrow. We shall see. David, big story today. Yeah. And, you know, if you were to watch the coverage of this Brittany Griner coming home story on NBC or Good Morning America, whatever, I don't think there was much critical thought given to what did we really do here as far as a swap? Yeah, I... I, I... I uh, I think certainly it's good for Brittany that she's coming home, okay. But we also let an international arms dealer from Russia go back to Russia. He's in Russia now. He's home. Mm -hmm. A guy who was supplying weaponry. What this guy did after the fall of the Soviet Union was he walked around Eastern Europe and Central Europe and former Soviet countries and picked up old gear amassed it and then sold it to terrorist organizations this guy is a terrorist not worth the trade sorry right but it's to be celebrated 
And shame on you for poo-pooing this homecoming parade that's yeah. going to be happening. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing now hearing people say this is a big day for the LGBTQ community. I'm like, what? Don Lemon and Van Jones were saying that. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said it. Okay. She wasn't arrested in Russia for being gay? No, she wasn't. Okay, roll the Kareen Jean-Pierre. On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. She should never have... Hold on a second. Is she actually turning the script? Is that what I'm hearing? Because I didn't see it. Yeah. To the next page? Yeah, So she can read this? That's embarrassing. It is. Golly. Holy women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia. And uh, we are, I am, deeply proud of the work that the president has done. Okay. I mean, again, I, I don't know that most, I don't know, women of color or lesbians who are black are at a high risk of being detained in Russia because, well, don't bring weed into the country illegally and you won't get arrested. That's the thing when they say she should have never been detained. Now, I want to bring this up again because there's been a lot of disinformation put out there by mainstream media about her arrest and detention. Mm -hmm. You can accurately point out that the Russians wanted to use her as leverage. No question about that. They did. Um, And we saw the fruits of this bear out now because we released a terrorist in exchange for her. Uh, But her sentence and her punishment actually is not out of line with Russian law, with what the Russian legal system has done to other foreigners who come in with drugs. I mean, there again, there's a teacher from Pennsylvania who is serving 14 years for bringing in medical marijuana. Uh, and again, I, he's he's not even listed as improperly detained in Russia. I mean, he did wow. the same thing. For medical weed. For medical weed. He had a prescription for it. And again, wow. it was it was dumb to try to bring it into the country. I'm yeah. not I'm not sitting here saying, oh yeah. But to say improperly detained is actually not true. When you look at the history of other foreigners who wind up getting arrested for bringing drugs into Russia, they are very strict about that. There is like zero tolerance for this. Here's the other thing. As they go on about Brittany Griner, and again, I I have nothing against her. It's, It's not that. But the people that are sometimes put on a pedestal, and I'm just trying to imagine if this were some other athlete with... Well, the past that Brittany Griner has had, because what did she say, Karine Jean-Pierre? On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. Eloquent. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've said this before, David, I wish someone would ask her Ask Kareen, what number is she yeah, what on her num- jersey? What number did she wear when she was playing in the in the WNBA? What team did she play for? Right. Again, man, not to rain on a parade, but when you talk about this important America, uh, American, and Biden is saying she represents the best of what America is, she did. I mean, 
plead to domestic violence in 2015. She had to complete a 26-week domestic violence treatment course so the charges would be dropped. And then there was the long battle over child support payments with her ex-wife. And, I mean, that's just sort of glossed over, I guess. Yeah. I looked up this story. This was, well, it was MSN. And I think the Arizona Republic was um, reporting on it at the time because she played in Arizona. But in the story, it talked about how the lawyers for Brittany Griner and her ex, Gloria, Gloria Johnson, who was also in the WNBA, returned to Maricopa County for a child support hearing. And the issue was the cost of caring for the couple's preemie twin infants. They were born at 24 weeks. Um, And so Johnson had become pregnant with the girls via in vitro fertilization. But Griner kept thinking, no, you got back together with your ex, who was a dude. And that's how you got pregnant. So there was that whole... You know, argument going on, and you know, I want the paternity test. And then Johnson is saying, "Well, there's a lot of cost here having premature babies. It's costly. You're going to have to up the child support payments." And Griner was saying, "No, she didn't want to do that. She doesn't believe it." And Johnson's saying, "Well, it's very difficult to take care of them, and I got to go play for another team. And now I've got sisters and my mom who have quit their jobs to take care of these babies." And so this was this thing was dragging on for months and months and months. And the ex saying she needed six grand a month um, support from Griner. Griner, you know, saying, no, I'm not going to do it. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. This whole story. And I'm not saying that makes you a terrible person forever. But I'm trying to imagine anybody else with that in their past mm-hmm. would be talked about in these terms today, like well, Brittany Griner is. Well, I can think of one high-profile example, and maybe this explains a lot of the talking points. Okay. Hunter Biden. But you just erase everything from the past. They you just do. don't bring it up. They, yeah. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I mean, they, they won't even hang a stocking for the kid that Hunter Biden won't take responsibility for. Boy, that's right. That's really true. Yeah. It's so dishonest, man, how they go about everything, even covering this story today. And, yeah, the people that are upset about the trade, they have every right to be upset about it. Well, yeah, I mean, Paul Weiland, or Whalen, I should say, who is a retired Marine businessman arrested on trumped-up espionage charges and has been in prison since 2018, has been left behind. They're... And, and they're saying that he wasn't an option in this prisoner swap. Well, but but still, there's you, no deal. You gave up a terrorist for a basketball player for a league that nobody cares about. You're also saying, well, th- there was no option there. Then they controlled the negotiation. Absolutely, they did. And you were the lapdog. Yeah. Uh, Paul Whelan, by the way, did an interview with CNN. And I, I don't know if this is audio from him, actually, or just the reporter sharing it, but I want to play this for you just to get okay. his reaction to this. I have to say I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release, yeah. especially as the four-year anniversary of my arrest is coming up, 
I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I'm happy that Brittany is going home today and that Trevor went home when he did. But I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. Wow, man. Yeah, that's pretty tough to take. You know the other part, man? We got to move on, I know. When Corinne Jean-Pierre says it like this. On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women uh-huh. of color. Sorry, Paul Whalen, you're not that. No. Sorry. If you were, maybe we would do the deal for you, but you're not. I know you're, you know, served in the Marines and all that, but you're not that. You're not Brittany. That's kind of tough to take, man. Yeah, it is. Okay. Moving on to other things. Did you see where Indiana, the state of Indiana, is suing TikTok to protect children and combat threats from China? Good. Some states are lighting up for this. They need to. I'm glad I'm glad there are people doing this. Does it seem to you, David, like with the whole case of TikTok, we know exactly what they're about, what they do. They're a tool of the Chinese Communist government. And we will get these warnings, and it'll be a story for like a day, and then everybody forgets it and goes back to their TikTok. Yes. That's amazing to me. How many times have you said it? If your kid has TikTok on the phone, not only get it off of their phone. Yeah. Some people say, you yeah. need to get rid of get the phone. Get a new phone, because it, it actually does leave traces. Uh, so whatever you're doing on your phone is still somewhat accessible. Man, oh, man. Yeah, just crazy stuff out there, man. I also saw the story, Duke University, surgeons there are refusing a 14-year-old girl a kidney transplant. Why? Yeah, she hasn't had the COVID shot yet. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Are you freaking kidding me? Still? It's disgusting. On a lighter note, well, not for this restaurant, but a DoorDash driver in Detroit posted a video. Did you hear about this? Mm -mm. Cockroaches crawling all over the counter of a Popeye's. (laughs) Well, that, that's, what's, that's what's in the secret spices that they use. Yeah. Some people are saying, you know, it's kind of rude for him to do that. Rude? That's a public service, man. Yeah. You think people want to go in there and eat when there's cockroaches all over the place? The World Economic Forum wants us to eat more bugs. Well, yes. You just get used to it. Yeah. This is the future for you people. Like, See all those bugs? Yeah. Your future protein source is running away. Yes. According to a news report, the restaurant's manager closed the doors after they found out about it. (laughs) Okay, much more to get to. Um, Democrats push a bill that would allow people to voluntarily block them from getting guns? Can't wait for you to lay that out, David. Next. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out today. I think he'll be back tomorrow. That's what he said on Facebook anyway. Uh, before we get to the gun story, David. Yeah. I don't know if you had heard this or not as far as the Brittany Griner swap with Russia for the terrorist. Um, Arab News and Daily Mail 
are reporting that when Biden and the State Department um, granted Mohammed bin Salman immunity from lawsuits yeah. from Saudi Arabia, that was all about oil. Um, as far as the Daily Mail and Arab News are reporting, um, that was about release of these prisoners and this swap. That was greasing the wheels for the swap with Brittany Griner. Just reading from that story. Wow. Where it says Saudi Arabia's crown prince and UAE president Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed led mediation efforts that secured the release of two prisoners between the U.S. and Russia. That's a joint statement issued by both countries' foreign ministries today. So the ministry said the success of the mediation efforts was a reflection of the mutual and solid friendship between their two countries and the United States and Russia. They also highlighted the important role played by the leaderships of the two brotherly countries in promoting dialogue between all parties. Take that for what it's worth. So the, so the Saudis made this happen, actually, in exchange for making sure the crown prince didn't have to pay for uh, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the the dude who had a byline at the Washington Post. That is according to that story. So yet again, Joe Biden is demonstrating that he is willing to sacrifice any sense of justice, any sense of, I don't know, uh, making sure America is the big guy on the playground in order to get positive headlines from left-wing news outlets. According to the Daily Mail, get this. Asked directly about the Saudi Arabian crown prince's role in the negotiations, a senior administration official said, quote, in the course of getting to this happy result with respect to Brittany and in the course of working to secure the release of Paul, as we continue to do so, we have and I'm sure we'll continue to lean on partners around the world to work this through with us to give us their ideas and to impress upon the Russians how important it is for us to resolve these sorts of cases. Yeah. And we appreciate when those partners do help us. And I'll leave it there. Again, you don't have a name, which is common these days yeah. as far as sources go. Um, but that's the story. Now, as far as the gun story. Yeah. Uh, House Democrats have advanced legislation that would establish a federally controlled list of people who volunteer, uh, voluntarily agree to be blocked from buying guns. This is such a stupid idea. What? I don't but, understand it. Can you please explain this? So Representative Pramila Jayapal of Washington, uh, this is uh, her proposal, along with uh, John Curtis of Utah. Uh, they would let anyone who fears they might take their own life with a gun... Uh, to enroll themselves on a list of people who would then be blocked from buying a firearm. Now, I'm just wondering, I know depression and suicidal thoughts and all that, very complicated stuff, obviously. Yes. But if somebody has the presence of mind to file a form banning them from buying guns with the federal government, mm -hmm. is there anything to say that they wouldn't also have the presence of mind to not buy a gun in the first place dude i mean you think this through and i mean it's a dark no. conversation obviously yeah. okay if you're in the so i guess their theory is in the right state of mind you'd say i don't ever want to buy a gun yeah 
So if you ever get to that place in your mind, that that person then doesn't think in that moment, yep, there was no other way to accomplish this. Yeah, well, the the thing is, this is about creating a registry for gun owners at the federal of course. level. That's all it is. Disgusting. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Biggest story of the day. Uh, I guess it's getting bigger, isn't it? Uh, the, the biggest story of the day, Brittany Griner being released in exchange for a terrorist. We worked out a really lousy deal with Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for her, bad for America, really bad for Americans who are traveling abroad or, or maybe having to visit some of these countries that now say, hey, we got some people at Gitmo or whatever that we might want to get out. Let's, let's look for other minor celebrities to uh, kidnap or just any other American citizen who meets a certain profile that the Biden administration wants to celebrate all the time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not that you're not... You know, in some way, hey, I'm happy for Brittany Griner. You're just trying to look at the big picture of this yeah. at the same time. Okay. If Robbins were here, what would be his top three? We guess. And a news update next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Found Jamie Markley. <laughs> That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out today. Said he'd probably be back tomorrow. We told him, hey, man, if you're feeling mm-hmm. better, that's fine. But don't feel like you have to come back. you got plenty of time you can take off. Mm-hmm. He was feeling a little under the weather and got some tests done. Says he's feeling better, so that's good. Um, we have a news update, David. What is this? Well, your old buddy Ned Price, spokesman <laughs> for the State Department. One of these weak little guys, you know, silver spoon guy. You know, he is the dude that no one would know if he didn't have mommy and daddy connections. That's well said. That That's it. Anyway, yeah, he's with the State Department. He's talking about the release of uh, Brittany Griner uh, in exchange for a literal terrorist, a gun runner for Russia. Yes, named sold Victor. guns to terrorist groups that were trying to kill our yes. people. Named Victor Bout. Yes. Mm. Yes. One of his aliases, by the way, is Victor Butt, and I just want to call him Victor Butt because I think that's funny. That is pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, one of the questions, of course, is, hey, we released a high-profile international arms dealer in exchange for a WNBA player. Like, what? how does that not increase the likelihood that Americans would get kidnapped when traveling overseas? Good question. Okay. Ned? We are working, the State Department is working concertedly with dozens of countries around the world, nearly 60 countries, uh, to establish uh, what is essentially a global norm uh, that will make clear to governments, to regimes, uh, to uh, non-state actors around the world that there will be a steep price and there will be steep consequences to pay. Okay, this is tough to take from this guy. He said things like this when we were leaving Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. He's full of crap. It's a bunch of corporate speak, words that don't mean anything. It's a good thing Robbins isn't here. Yeah. If his blood pressure was up for crying out loud, <laughs> Ned is. Oh, golly. Okay, go ahead. And that that steep price won't only emanate from the United States, uh, but dozens of countries around the world are going to work with us uh, to see to it uh, that this just horrific practice uh, is relegated to the dustbin of history. 
Okay, but you released a terrorist in exchange for a basketball player. And this dude is actually out there now saying, well, we're writing a strongly worded letter yes, he to is. make sure. What is the incentive? If you're Russia... You pick up anybody yeah, now. It's like, well, as long as they meet a certain profile, as long mm-hmm. as they're like, I don't know, black or gay or a woman, I mean, we're going to take all of them now. What would That's be your incentive you not up. to? Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of the talking points has been it's sad that Brittany Griner had to play basketball in Russia because the WNBA doesn't pay enough. Yeah. Okay? I remember when that first came out and we looked at her salary wasn't it i don't know 225 to 300 grand i forget now i shouldn't even quote it i can look it back up Mm. doesn't matter but that was one of the big talking points okay dude if you're russia because there are several players that go play in russia from the wnba in their off season you would pick up as many as you could no kidding you just put their lives in danger. Yeah, you did. You could make that argument. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. No, no, you did, and that's one of the reasons why it is that. That's one of the reasons why you have that policy of we don't negotiate with terrorists, except we do. Um, but it's just not an automatic thing. Um, that that's why it is. Again, it's nothing against Brittany Griner. I, I mean, I'm rolling my eyes when people are like, "Well, she's an LGBTQ icon," really, because. I saw some of the Pride Month parades, and nobody was, you know, nobody was wearing a Britney Griner costume. There, no. I saw grown men dressed in all leather, you know, walking <laughs> each other like dogs. <laughs> but, but I didn't see. I did see free Britney shirts, but they were talking about Britney Spears. Oh, that's right. I'm like, yeah, well, I could see that. Man, I totally got suckered in by your t- by your talking point there. Go, okay, so they were about freeing Britney. No, it's Spears, not no, it's Britney Spears, because she's got an it. icon. Yes. And look, I, I again, it's nothing against Britney Griner. It's more like, really, we traded her for an international terrorist? Dude, I don't even remember the particulars now. You're better at this. When we made the deal with Iran. Okay, and not only did we give them everything they wanted, we gave them, like, an exorbitant amount of money on Mm -hmm. top of it. It was insane. And I remember at the time people saying this was bad precedent. We don't negotiate with terrorists like this. We just, we don't do it. Right? Yeah. And then we did it, and that was Obama. And I guess I remember it more than anything because Trump at the time was talking about it and giving them money. And if I remember right, in his mind, it was barrels of yeah. cash. Barrels of cash. Yes. He was like, why do we do this? We we totally negotiate like we don't, like we don't have any bargaining power. Mm. We're the United States. Why would we do that? Barrels of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It still makes me laugh. Anyway, okay, so that is uh, that update. Okay, without Robbins here today for the trifecta, we can try to imagine what would be in his top three today. I don't know, man. There, there's just a lot of crazy stories out there. We got now, I'm sure this would get his attention, like anybody else, a California math professor who is under investigation. Why? For opposing transgender surgeries on children. 
So I saw this at Daily Wire. Northern California City College launched a full investigation on a math professor who just argued against pushing transgender surgeries and hormone blockers on kids in a series of emails. So local media gets a hold of the story. And this is the Sacramento City College. Um, and the email that was sent was the ethics of providing health care at Sacramento State University last week. So Professor Robert Crawford wrote that kids should be able to figure out who they are without being bullied into radical surgeries and hormone blockers. Yeah. That's safe, right? So that was nobody wants kids being bullied. That was something that everybody pretty much agreed on five years ago. Yes. Said we should stand against castrating boys and we should imprison any doctor who cuts off healthy girls' breasts. This is an evil that we should all be against. No child fantasies about being the opposite sex gender should be entertained. For God's sake, stop the madness. So he got pushback from other staff members, including one from the sociology department who asked the professor to explain how a child, quote, would know that they are really the opposite gender. They've never had the body of the opposite gender. So how do they know this? Okay. I'll wait. That was the email back. How would they know? What do you mean they've never had the body of a... What are, they, what are you talking about? I think what this person is trying to say, if I to understand, is, David, how could you say that uh, you, you don't know any... Or how do I... Gosh, how would I explain this? Talking to you, how would you know, David, you're not a girl because you've never been one before? Because That's the point. It's... Because I have a penis. And <laughs> Which that, I knew you would say. <laughs> it's pretty obvious there, Doc. Yes. Of course, it's from the sociology department. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, uh, now this guy is uh, being investigated. Of course. You, you win against the fascists from the Alphabet Mafia. Yeah, you know, from different people who, you know, report on these types of matters, they will argue that the trans community is the most vicious of all. That I'm telling you, man, if you know, if you have any friends who are gay, mm-hmm. but not wanting to be part of the freak show. Yes. A lot of times, at least in my personal experience, a lot of those folks don't want to say anything too loudly because, you know, they have friends who are part of that, like yeah. the fascist wing of, of the advocacy group. But there is a split in that overall community because, man, that, that, that T portion of the acronym causes a whole lot of problems. That is true. Because and that's it, for where a lot of people... Um, I'm talking about, especially parents have mm-hmm. said, hey, I don't mind. You want to marry someone? Same-sex marriage? Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe I was against it before. Okay. But this trans thing, especially being pushed on kids, this is too far. Well, yeah. This it is, is it. It is way too far. Okay. Oh, I saw this too. Um, speaking of schools, there was a Benjamin Carson High School in Detroit. Like They're Dr. Ben Carson? Name. Yeah, Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah, yeah, they're going to cancel. <laughs> yeah, they're going to change the name of the school. Why? 
You know what? In the story that I'm reading, I don't even understand why. Oh, I really don't get it. Because he was the HUD secretary under Donald Trump, and I guess that means that he's bad? I guess. I don't understand it. Um, all I know is um, a lot of his staffers wrote an open letter to say this is crazy. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't change the name. This guy is everything great about this country. And they sort of tell his story in the note. St. Dr. Ben Carson was born into poverty in Detroit and raised by a single mom. He grew up attending Detroit Public School, and his mother worked multiple jobs to provide for him and his brother Curtis. Although things were tough, his mother instilled in him and his brother the values of hard work, perseverance, and faith. She taught them that through education, anything was possible in America. Thanks to these values that his mother worked so hard to instill, Dr. Carson earned a full scholarship to Yale and began his undergraduate education there. After his time at Yale, he went to the University of Michigan School of Medicine, then on to John Hopkins for their neurosurgery program. And it goes on to talk about exactly what he did as a neurosurgeon, which, you know, things that no one had ever done before. Led a 70 surgeon team to conduct the first successful separation of twins conjoined at the back of the head. This famed procedure thrust him into the national spotlight as one of the highest profile surgeons in the world, particularly due to his specialty in pediatric neurosurgery. And then after he retired from medicine, we know what he did after that. Is there a better story out there? As far as the American dream? Well, there's not, but they but they hate conservatives who uh they hate conservatives no matter what their life story is, no matter what their race is, it doesn't really matter. Brittany Griner, a domestic abuser, is a hero who obviously we should swap for an international terrorist to bring her home. Dr. Ben Carson, uh, who's an accomplished surgeon and was also a HUD secretary and a presidential candidate, bah, he worked for the wrong guy. He worked for the orange man bad, so therefore he's not really deserving of any accolades. Unbelievable. Oh, one other thing, and you, you touched on this yesterday, but just so everyone knows, Shark Week lacks diversity and features too many white guys named Mike. It's the, it's the guys named Mike that really makes me laugh. I bring that up because Mike Rowe is asking people, hey, <laughs> know anybody else? <laughs> and you know, you forget this. Mike Tyson was featured in Shark Week, and remember when Michael Phelps yeah. had the race against the shark? Yeah. Too many guys named Mike. Well, they need more Daves in there. We need Dave equity on Shark Week, okay? <laughs> That's how insane this is. You know, when you said that, okay, this has got to be a joke, right? Shark Week is racist? It is? According to some people, yes, in fact, it is. Okay. Okay, we still got to get to Nimrods in the news and news updates straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out today. He might be back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. All I can think about is Robin's reaction to the Brittany Griner swap. Yeah, what it would sound like. 
and it's not even a second long. I just hear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a Howard Dean impression or just his reaction to the swap. Ah! <laughs> anyway, we'll find out. Yeah. But there's an update on that. Oh yeah. Well, Peter Ducey from Fox News asked uh, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, "Hey, why'd Russia beat us in the negotiations here? Because we sent them a an extremely dangerous arms dealer and international terrorist in exchange for a basketball player. That it seems yeah. like they got the better end of that deal. All right. So yes, here's the that's question. a fair question. Here's the question and in answer. this prisoner swap. Why did Russia get such a better deal? <laughs> Look, you know, I've talked about this, uh, and I'll say this again. Here were our choices. Our choices was uh, Brittany were. or no one at all. Bringing home one American or no American at all. No, those weren't your choices. Your choices were whether or not to release a dangerous arms dealer at a time when we're also trying to supply Ukraine with the tools they need to beat Russia on the battlefield. <laughs> this is negotiation 101. You have to be willing to walk from the deal. <laughs> we had no choice. Oh, I really wanted that pair of shoes, honey. Sorry about having to give away the house. <laughs> I mean, that was the only deal that was offered. I had to give the house. Right. All right. There's a little bit more. And that's a professional that's... athlete. We gave up a prolific arms dealer who was convicted of trying to kill Americans, who was called the merchant of death. The professional athlete is also an American citizen. So let's not forget that. Nobody's challenging that. <laughs> so, so is Paul Whalen. <laughs> so is everybody else. <laughs> That they have. What, are, what is that? <laughs> well, don't forget that. It, it makes no sense. We already started Nimrods in the news, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it seems like it. Okay. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Oh, man. Start here. This is Wisconsin. Remember when someone took a cat to the TSA? <laughs> Vaguely. In a bag? <laughs> TSA has announced a dog was accidentally sit through an airport x-ray machine in Wisconsin. Oh, man. Dog is okay. What are people thinking? And then in Cleveland, 39-year-old guy called the cops. Why? Somebody stole the baby Jesus from a nativity scene in his front yard. They also took... Three cows, donkey, and lamb figurines. And you know what they did? What? They replaced it with a Halloween tombstone decoration that said R.I.P. Tell them the God's, God's gonna, gonna cut them down. down. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.